Hiya Gemstones, Emma here. Have you been craving a new way to support and interact with your favorite podcast team? Well, assuming that's us, now you can. Team Takes is on Patreon, and we would love for you to join us there. We'll have exclusive content, bonus episodes, and random meanderings from the weird and wonderful minds of Nick and Julie. You can find us at patreon.com slash takespod. That's p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com slash takespod. See you in there. Hi, Gemstones, and welcome to another episode of Blurg. Today we're deciding between Lee Marvin and Derek Jeter as the potential soul paramour of Jack in an aptly titled episode, Lee Marvin versus Derek Jeter. It's the 17th episode of season four of our favorite show, 30 Rock. Tragically, Jack is not actually pursuing a homosexual lifestyle. It's like a metaphor or something for the Nancery triangle he's currently embroiled in. And I don't need no straight oration in my Nancery. In other plot points, Liz's competitive negativity stalls her search for companionship. Jenna seeks the approval of a man, rinse repeat, for every episode. And Tracy warns of the rise of old school racism. All right, bitch hunters, we ready? What is this, Horseville? Because I am surrounded by naysayers. We are lovers. Oh, that word bums me out, unless it's between the words meat and pizza. Live every week like a shock week. And I think we can both conclude that we finished Q1 with better than expected results. And I can promise that my performance will improve, especially if you're a little more flexible on your end. I love it when you talk dirty to me. I cannot wait to see you tonight. What are you going to wear? Team Museum Gala? Think slutty Grace Kelly. Oh, God bless you. I'm picturing it right now. Uh, and the opposite of that, just walked in. Tell Liz I said hi. I will. Happy birthday, Jack. I got you a card. It's one of those new ones where you can record a message. Thank you, Lemon. But my true present is that exquisite ensemble. You look like a prison weed dealer. I'm coming back from a singles dodgeball match, okay? Good God. The YMCA near my apartment offers a variety of singles activities, and I am forcing myself to go to all of them. Well, I'm glad you're trying, but I wish you didn't have to. Lemon, are you wearing a cup? Oh, I forgot. Only guys can get hurt there. I just wish it were easier for you. You need an Avery. Simple, fun, uncomplicated. As my good friend and fox hunting partner Mary J. Blige would say, no more drama. Happy birthday! Nancy, what are you doing here? It's done, Jack. I'm divorced. Well, well. So what'd you think of this episode overall? I thought it was super fucking good. Super fucking good. Hey, that was super fucking good, baby. Yeah, no, the content was dense. The plots were all great. There was character development. There was story. There was movement. Sometimes it feels like 30 Rock just kind of exists in a vacuum where it's just like funny and wry and amazing, which is great. But whenever there's evolution, it's also enjoyable. So we had some like tenderhearted, very like super briefly moments that are like, oh, normal sitcom. And then you're the 30 Rock jokes where it's like elevated sitcom. It's like when you watch Frasier and you're like, oh, oh Niles, I'm simply so intelligent. What'd you think? Funny, but way funnier on rewatch <laughs> than I thought it was going to be. I don't remember this being a super funny episode, but <clears throat> as I continue to feel like Liz Lemon, the uh, urge to smack somebody in the face with a dodgeball seemed perfectly relevant and like the right thing to do. <laughs> When she gets her eyeball stuck in the eye roll and Jack has to like smack her out of it. <laughs> and then I don't know why I've never noticed before that she faints at the end. I must have missed that, the ending before. 
Wait, when does she faint? I must have missed that just when I watched it, which He's I hugging did. Nancy about when she's coming back the next time, and Avery's on the Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And he's mouthing to her, and she's like, what are we going to do? And he's like, what do you want me to do? And then she looks, and she just gets overwhelmed, and she passes out. And he's like, <laughs> he's like my bad. There are a lot of relatable Liz moments here. Yeah. Too. I think the best one, for me personally, was when she's at the singles wine and cheese event with Nancy, and then Jenna's also around, just trying to impress that dude. They're talking about Avatar. And Watch like, me, Jerem. Look how much cheese I can put in my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> And then Liz just stone faced, no expression at all. It's like, well, they're not actually Marines, they're mercenaries for this like specific company. And then Nancy's like, I mean, you totally just turned them off. She's like, I'm just gonna let them be wrong. Me. <laughs> She's like, I'm sorry, I'm not gonna let this. Can you imagine slide. if somebody said something about the Marvel universe? I'm like, actually, that's not true because the Hulk came way before that. <laughs> if you look at the time jump, okay, it goes back to Ant Man. Guys, guys, come on. Super relatable Liz Lemon content and her outfit in the beginning. <laughs> Just like a tank top with like a slouchy shirt over it. Love it. The Love opposite it. just walked in and Avery immediately knew. Yes. It's good episode. Good eps. Julianne Moore continues an extremely strong Boston accent that makes no sense at all, but okay. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I have to assume that it's good because it's her, but is it? No, it can't be, right? I, I, don't, I don't know anybody that has a Boston accent that strong all the time. It's very much an I don't think. I don't think. So we open this episode in Jack's office, and he's on the phone with, it sounds like a business advisor. He's talking about how, you know, I think we can both conclude. <laughs> he's talking about how, let me read it specifically. We think we can both conclude that we finished quarter one with better than expected results, and I can promise that my performance will improve, especially if you're a little more flexible on your end. Oh, it's sex stuff. He's talking to Avery. Ah, twist. Gross. It's like, I love it when you talk dirty to me. I can't wait to see you tonight. So they're going to this museum gala. Avery is going to wear something slutty Grace Kelly. And Jack's like, mm, I'm picturing it right now. Which reminds me of times that they do like montage flashbacks, but they don't actually do it. And it's just like Jack and Liz staring into the distance. Like, I'm picturing it now. V fun. Callback, throwback, whatever. It's back, baby. And he's like, ugh. And the opposite of that just walked in. Tell Liz <laughs> Tell I said Liz hi. <laughs> I love I it. Will. She, and this is why Avery hits, because, well, I mean, they both hit, and that's the quandary of this episode, isn't it? But Avery just fully accepts that Liz is in his life, and they're friends, and she's just like, tell your goofy little dork friend hi. Fresh. They accept her. <laughs> so, it's Jack's birthday, and she got him a card. It's one of those ones where you can record the message. Test, test, this is a test for Jack's card. A Wonder Woman! Excuse me, how do you re-record on these things? Uh, whatever, I'll definitely figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> Liz Lemon, Tina Fey does some great acting there. She just does like a slight shrug. That's entertaining. Well done. Comedy. Jack says, you look like a prison weed dealer. <laughs> she came back from a singles dodgeball match. And because the YMCA near her apartment offers a variety of singles activity, and she is forcing herself to do all of them. You did skip over a good God. <laughs> well, the good God is inherent every time she speaks. Just imagine a good God always. He's like, well, I'm, I'm glad you're trying, but I wish you didn't have to. Lemon, are you wearing a cup? Oh, I forgot. <laughs> Only guys get hurt down there. I just wish it were easier for you. You need an Avery. Simple, fun, uncomplicated, as my good friend and fox hunting partner, Mary J. Blige, would say, no more drama. In this dancery. Oh, my God. It's like my intro has so many layers. In this dancery, guy. In this dancery. Now, now. got to dance for me. Would you both Pay ever wear a cup? Does that feel necessary? No. 
Emma's yeah, shaking her head no for all of you um, <laughs> listeners can't. who can't see. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. But I just have questions sometimes about <laughs> female life. Let me explain Sur- something about being a woman. Surprise, surprise. Nancy Duanovan walks in. Happy birthday. Uh, Nancy, what the fuck is what his <laughs> face says. He actually says, Nancy, what are you uh, doing here? It's done, Jack. I'm divorced. And can, can we get a rut row, Liz Lemon? Hey. Rut row. But about Nancy's back and Jack is with Avery. I bet some stuff will ensue and it will be weird, weird. It's super weird, but he is a guy, so he thinks he can do it all. Men. So Liz is walking down the hallway of TGS and runs into Jenna and says, Hey, how does your dodgeball thing go? Did you meet anyone? And she's like, not really. There was one okay guy. And this super cute dude at the dodgeball line is like winking at her and clearly flirting. She pelts a fucking dodgeball straight at his head and says, eat it, bitch. What's she's wrong a with bitch that? hunter. What's wrong with that? I don't know. I, <laughs> I felt a lot of Liz Dooley vibes and they, they sort of coalesced in this moment. <laughs> and I Agreed. loved it. I was like, oh, Jenna's like, what is wrong with you? He was flirting. Did you ever even talk to him? I yelled at him about a rule violation. <laughs> His foot was over the line. <laughs> supposed to how just ma- let that go? How many more of these things are you going to? Line dancing this afternoon. Then tomorrow is the wine and cheese tasting. Or as I like to call it, single sport <laughs> suppression. Solid. <laughs> Maybe I should go with you and be a wingman. Well, thanks, Jenna. But you don't want to do that. And I don't want you to do that, she no, thinks. It will be good acting research for me. I'm up for a role in National Lampoon's Van Wilder's Wingman Incorporated. I look forward to not watching that on an airplane. Oh, I love their friendship. They both hate each other. They shake hands. So Jack and Nancy are approaching, and they run into Tracy, who's got a really strange wig on. (laughs) He's showing her the wardrobe department that he busts out of, and he's trying to introduce Julianne Moore to Tracy. He's like, no, no, Jackie D. I heard on the walkie-talkies that there's a red-headed milf walking around with some executive. Oh, so sweet. His mind is occupied. You know what? That felt really good. <laughs> Overshop.com. Do you owe? Oh. No? Oh, no. Oh. <laughs> good one, Avery. Thank you. Um, so I'll see you at lunch. Kenneth, then this is the only Kenneth moment, oh God, but he still hilarious. slays it. Kenneth, would you please show Mrs. Doherty, I'm sorry, Mrs. Donovan, Ms., she's divorced, to the elevator? Have we met before? You shut your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Why is he talking to her like that? Because he's been inside her house and he knows she's a cheater? Like what? I think it's because he showed up with Sari to bid for the house when they were in Boston. And mm-hmm. he doesn't want to be recognized because he's supposed to be Mr. Fancy Bottom mm. or whatever. Yeah, I didn't remember that. Don't be a bottom. Be a fancy bottom. <laughs> so Liz is talking to Jack. She's like, now you're having lunch? Does Avery even know about this? Lemon, the grown-up dating world is much like your haircut. Sometimes awkward triangles occur. I feel like you've been saving that one. That one did feel forced, yeah. (laughs) Do you have any jokes that you just have on me that you're waiting to destroy me with? No, I have a little too mouthy. (laughs) (laughs) Nothing saved up. So Jack says, obviously this is unexpected. I really didn't think that Nancy would ever get divorced. Why would a lady get divorced at 50? Stick it out. Men die first, then you have two wonderful years, then you die. (laughs) Bleak. Yes, Nancy showing up is a game changer, but if I blow this up, all three of us will suffer. Oh my God. No, you just pick one. So what are you going to do? 
I'm going to make the most of this opportunity. I'm going to pursue both relationships, see how they develop, and then make an informed decision, just like they do on Love is Blind when you fall in love with two people, <laughs> two people behind the door. I know. This feels like Love is Blind, Thutha, The Bachelor, The Bachelorette. Circle. The Circle of Life from The Lion King, all of that. You're going to juggle them? No, even you can't pull this off, Jack. Mrs. Doubtfire himself couldn't do this. Uh, problematic, problematic, problematic. I know I said that. My asshole puckered. <laughs> Not in a good way. You're going to blow it. <laughs> and you're going to end up alone and you're going to have to go to singles dodgeball. Put, the, put on these rec specs. They're your future. Lemon. Ugh, this band is soaking. And what does and, Liz do? She smells it. And she's like, oh, and then rings it out. Gross. And that's coming from me. I have two t-shirts and I wear them in a loop. In a loop or on a loop? Where, I don't know. I don't know the multiverse. <laughs> so Tupper enters Tracy's office and he's really upset because you will not believe just happened to me. A guy on the subway just called me a biggledy boo. Grizz chimes in with a, what's a biggledy boo? Great it's question. It's an 18th century word for dogs and more. I've learned the word black in every language. Just so I know when to be offended. In Russian, it's Chernich. In Korean, it's Komunsai. I looked those up. He did really actually say the words. Oh, nice. Damn. In dolphin, it's... <laughs> I can't do it. Tracy is like method acting there as a dolphin. His entire being seems like an aquatic rapist that dolphins are. He killed it. I also have once Googled and some lifts... Um, different words for gay to see if they're insulting me. It turns out no one actually cares about you as much as you think they do. <laughs> they do not. So, uh, .com's like, I'm sure this is just an isolated incident. Now, nah, I'm telling you, .com, old school racism is back. How can racism be back when we elected a black president? Great point, Tufer. Barry Obama's is the one who brought it back. So you're saying that racism is back because white people no longer feel sorry for us? Hey, something's going on. You know what I seen last night? A Sloven Shield commercial with a black burglar. And they show this black guy breaking into a home in the traditional just like burglar garb. And this white lady screams, black man. <laughs> That's not good. It's Come not to good. think of it, we it's saw a white judge on Law and Order last night. Yikes. Oh, yeah. It's back on. Get ready, son. All you've ever known is your affirmative action job and Queen Latifah CoverGirl commercials. Did you know that the people who benefit, and we'll find this out later in this episode, the people who benefit most from affirmative action are white women? Fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> Just another thing to believe them. Ah, the title of this next section is Jerem. Oh, my God. I'm going to name, not my son, maybe, not my dog, maybe a gerbil, Jerem. I do like that name. This is the Jenna that I love, though. This is, <laughs> just, it's the only time that I love her when she's just a boot-looking, sad little girl. And one, for attention. Two, four, five, seven, eight. This is like, are we expecting more men? <laughs> and then we pan to Jerem, the star, breakout star of this episode. I'm Jerem. I collect posters. Jerem is played by writer Steve Helley, who writes on American Dad, Veep, and The Office. Nice. This is his only acting credit. Look at me, Jerem. I know all the steps. Kind of. <laughs> <laughs> I love how blunt he is. Uh. Um, so we're back Nancy with Donovan's Nancy. like giving a meeting with Jack, and she's like, so I know you like the man who has everything, you know, two of everything, in fact. 
Right. Hilarious. It's not at all indicative of my current situation. (laughs) (laughs) But I, um, I got you a birthday present. It's goofy. Nah, it's nothing. Do you do that when you give people gifts? Underplay it? Depends on if they're stupendous or not. I believe I presented <laughs> both of your Christmas presents like, put out! Because they were amazing. <laughs> bam! Yeah, Julia's a great gift giver. Sometimes. If but it's a bam, I'm going to give myself a bam. <laughs> so, Jack gets gifted Schwitzer's saltwater taffy. He hasn't had it since that summer they worked on Cape Bilge. Which is not a real place. Damn it. Thank God. I imagined. <laughs> I didn't have the heart to tell Mrs. Schweitzer that you moved to New York, so I told her you're in jail for me and slaughter. It seems like a fun area. I even got them to make you that flavor we invented. Ah, peanut butter and Miller High Life. Oh, Nancy. Thank you. I love it. Farf. Um, so I, uh, I only got a couple of days. Do you have to go back to this black tie thingy tonight? Is it really better than me? Who the fuck What's would up? ever say that? Yes, it is. Fuck off. What's up? Better. It's different. There's no way of knowing at this point, uh, which is better. You're a wackadoo, Donaghy. I fully expected Tracy to jump in and be like, that's a 17th century (laughs) slur. Um, Well, I want to spend as much time with you as possible. So um, why don't we meet for drinks after? You sure? I'm super sure. (laughs) Feeling very certain. (laughs) So now Jack and Avery are at the museum party. It's like the Museum of Natural History or something, right? Because there's like a skeleton. Yeah, and as Avery astutely says, you always know you're at the right party when it feels like the Riddler is about to attack. A much better joke than what follows. I don't know if this is a joke. It's just sad. Look at this guest list. Harvey Weinstein. Pervert. Glenn Beck. Maga asshole. Ashley Olsen. One of the Olsons. (laughs) (laughs) These are the people that make New York great. No, they're not, Jack. Come on, let's do the red carpet together. The Post will love it. Money Bunny Avery Jessup steps out with sexecutive Jack Donaghy. First <laughs> of all, great don't line. it is amazing. She should work for the post. She's a smart cookie. I'm glad she never went to Jenna's camp for uh, blonde girls. <laughs> or maybe she did. She's mean. He's like, well, no, I can't have a picture taken with you. Somebody might see it. What's that supposed to mean? I- I'm just saying you're a business reporter and I'm trying to get the SEC approval for a cable town deal. It-, it wouldn't look right. Like Santa Claus taking a shower. If you've ever played The Sims 4, Santa Claus or Father Winter randomly shows up. I know you don't. I'm going to power through. And he'll just treat your house as his home. And occasionally you will find Santa Claus in the shower. So Avery like, tells, like tries to sell it to herself. And she's like, okay, I, I think I get that. It's so mean. Anyway, they, the photographers are taking pictures of her and astutely point out the resemblance to another person in the media. Avery over here. Chelsea. Hey, Chelsea Handler over here. They do look relatively similar. Is that and the joke? Did I miss that? I, I didn't think it was a joke. In the background, you hear, I'm Jerem. I know. <laughs> they're like, and Chelsea Handler, but. <laughs> I thought it was just because yeah. they look alike. Oh, or they did I don't at think that they point. do. I think they did then. Okay. I think huh? that, Julie. No way to go back in time. If only. <laughs> so now Chiefer's getting ready to confront Liz. He's like, Liz, I work here because I'm hilarious, right? Is this a trap? <laughs> Earlier today, Tracy made the accusation that I'm a beneficiary of affirmative action. Oh my God, we get it. You went to, not Tufts, Harvard. Yeah, well, Tracy's a buffoon. This that is, where is Kramer's. a 15th century term for a black pirate racist. <laughs> You've been too firm. Is my presence on the staff tokenism? 
Tufer, you are an invaluable member of our team. Then why are my paychecks a different color than Frank's? Because your salary does not come out of our budget. Look, Toof, you provide a point of view that is essential to keeping the diversity guy from bothering us. (laughs) (laughs) So brutal. I do not want a job I did not earn. I'm about to utter two words a Harvard man never says. I'm cool. No, I'm sorry. You can't set me up like that. (laughs) Don't quit. I quit. Oh, he quit. Yikes. Well, with his uh, resume, I was like, what are those things called where sometimes they give you jobs? (laughs) It's like paper (laughs) where you brag. (laughs) Fingers crossed. So in walks Jack into Nancy Donovan's hotel room, and she's like, wow, you look like Mr. Monopoly. (laughs) And you look like you won second prize in a beauty contest. Collect $10. I will say, Jack's got game. No shit. There's a reason why two women love him, and also all gay men. Me. (laughs) And I represent all gay men. Are you sure you don't mind just having a drink up here? I walked all the way to Battery Park today in high heel boots like a moron. And now she's wearing cozy... Wandering around the house clothes and some yeah, like boot clothes. slippers. Yeah, it looks amazing. Oh my gosh. Wow. Layers. Um, well, no, I prefer it. Something from the mini bar. So Nancy's like, uh, oh no, are you kidding me with those prices? Leftover from my Amtrak ride. She has two Budweiser's with aluminum foil wrapped around them in her purse along with some generic wheat thins. <laughs> you dove deep into that. <laughs> it just says wheat. On the enhance. Enhance. <laughs> One of us likes to do research, and one, one of, of us, us is good at research. To and one sit of us in the dark <laughs> and not let light shine on his face while we podcast. You won't be able to see me. I am so pale; my body just like refracts the light. That's my Donovan. Was that Bostonian? No, that was a cowboy. You can lie to me sometimes. <laughs> so listen, uh, I know we've waited a long time for me to be. Now I've lost it. Thanks, you ruined. I'm me. sorry. <laughs> I felt like I really had it there for a second with Mr. Monopoly. As soon as you pause, I was like, Mr. And this Monopoly. Becomes my so fault. listen, uh, I know I've three, waited a two, long time four. for me to be single, and I really want our first evening together to be special. And oh god, this is so queer, problematic. I guess what I'm trying to say is, can we wait until morning to fool around? Because I'm exhausted and I got the night bloats. Now, yes. many people experience gas at night. Due to eating too close to bedtime, specifically lying down soon after eating may cause indigestion, which can produce gas. Personally, I like to go to sleep on a full belly, roll over on that carbohydrate-filled sack, and pass out. (laughs) Same. Yeah, they say you're not supposed to eat within two hours of going to bed, and it's like, well, how am I supposed to go to bed? Hungry? I mean, back in the day when I used to just go to town on anything it would be like four bowls of cereal like honey nut cheerios to the point where your belly's swollen and then you'd lay on top of it and so it would like release like tryptophan or something and i'd just be like you'd lay on top of the cheerios <laughs> that were left bed. in my belly oh gotcha 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 gotcha, gotcha. in my get in my belly hey like a smooth <laughs> oh, like sp- he'll be crying himself to sleep tonight on his huge pillow what <laughs> she can't be stopped do you have Not like a specific person. nighttime snack or do you just no. go all over the place? Yeah, same. I don't do a nighttime snack anymore. Oh, I do. It can be like cured meats. It can be cereal. It can be <laughs> ice cream. It can be a box of Oreos. Did you get them from the veal tank? It's fucking disgusting. A veal tank is disgusting. I, I will Kimmy Schmidt remember set them you. <laughs> oh, is it you like EWE? Animal. Nice. remember me. How can you eat those little souls? Um, so, <laughs> souls. Yeah, I know. My cured meats. I set you off. Um, Jack's like, yeah, the morning. I'm exhausted too. Let's just. Uh, he says uh, a lot, and it is sexy. Just watch TV. 
There's a Lee Marvin marathon on Turner Classics. Now, Julie, who's Lee Marvin? He's an actor from back in the day. I thought you said this wasn't going to be sexual, Jack. How you tease me? <laughs> Is Lee Marvin sexy? Have you done that? What he looks like? No, Mm-mm. I don't well, do the research. You looked him up beforehand. I mean, no, he is not what we would consider a sex symbol. Okay, but I will show you a picture of him. Oh, can you Google Lee Marvin Young? Because he just looks like Walter Cronkite. Oh, okay. There's a deal to be made there. No, there is not. <laughs> Blech. Right. You think he's attractive? With those boxing gloves, shirtless? Yeah, I do a little bit. So then Jack shows his true colors um, because he gets a call from Avery. And he takes it. Yeah. Here are the bullet points. Jeter's apartment. We're playing beer pong. It's the New York Yankees versus former mayors. I've got 10,000 on the mayors. Get down here. Oh, come on, Jenkins. You're killing me. (laughs) So Nancy's like, what's going on? Ah, Jack. It's work. I've got to go. Oh, no, I have to go. I'll call you. Idiot. Don't look too hard. She's so sweet. Pick her. No, pick Avery. Ooh, interesting. (laughs) Emma just sat up and was like, I'm having fun again. (laughs) Nancy's too old to have kids. He wants to have kids. You can adopt. She doesn't. She did kids already. Right. Well, he didn't. Right. So you should go with Avery. I agree. I just. Oh, well, then why were you shocked at my talking about that? I just like that you guys were on different sides. I was like, ooh, debate. <laughs> when are we ever on the same side? <laughs> Sometimes we're both real tired. I don't know what you're doing right now, eat, eating your shirt. <laughs> How's your episode of Three's Company going? Like Three's Company, it's titillating and anxiety producing. I need your help. Janet. Aw, oh, man, being Janet sucks. After the party last night, I went to Nancy's hotel room. Then Avery called and made an offer I couldn't refuse. Ew, were you with both of them on one night? You are officially a John Mayer-style garbage. I didn't have sex with anybody. You were right, Lemon. I don't think I can do this. Whichever one I'm with, I think she's the one. How do you choose between Lee Marvin and Derek Jeter? On looks, Lee Marvin. I feel like I'm being pulled apart and I need your help. Today, I'm going to the boat show with Nancy. Tonight is my birthday dinner with Avery. I hate the idea of Nancy having dinner alone at the hotel tonight, so I told her that you wanted to take her out. No, I have singles wine and cheese tonight. Then take Nancy with you. You know what? This whole thing is unfair. You're juggling two beautiful women while I have to pay to have kickballs whipped at me. This is gender inequity out the yang. This has nothing to do with the slight difference in our genders. Yes, it does. The older you get, the more distinguished you are. Meanwhile, I'm reading a book called Hiding Your Arms, Hiding Your Anger, Dating Over 35. Lemon, I am successful romantically because I am confident, open, and positive. You are negative, pessimistic, and in danger of becoming permanently sour. Is this you asking me for a favor? Look, if I don't handle this situation right, I'm going to lose both of these women. And even worse, they're both going to lose me. Okay, fine. I'll do it. Ow, my eyes are stuck. Help me. (sighs) So Liz enters Jack's office where he's reclining on the couch. And she says, how's your episode of Three's Company going? Like Three's Company, it's titillating, yet anxiety-producing. I need your help, Janet. Oh man. Being Janet sucks. Did you ever watch Three's Company? Of course. What's it about? (laughs) Janet is the level-headed brunette. Chrissy Snow is the ditzy blonde. And 
John Ritter is living with them, but he has to pretend to be gay because the Ropers won't let him live with them if they think he's straight. They won't let a straight guy live with two um, women. So he pretends to be gay. <laughs> and then the Ropers are like the funny old conservative neighbors downstairs. It's garbage. Cool with him being and gay. then Larry, the bar they hang out is called the Regal Beagle, which is a great name for a bar. <laughs> so his best friend, Larry, who wears like Hawaiian shirts, you know, with the chest open. <laughs> Come on, Jack. We're going down to the Regal Beagle. Isn't Suzanne Summers? In yeah, it? she plays Chrissy Snow. I was giving you the character's name. Oh, bad. Okay, cool. My Janet. Janet <laughs> is played Janet. by Joyce DeWitt. Larry from Regal Beagle is played by like Larry Klein or something. I don't know who the Ropers are. So Jack's like, after the party last night, I went to Nancy's hotel room. Then Avery called and made an offer I couldn't refuse. Ew. Fair. Were you with both of them on one night? You were officially a John Mayer-style garbage. I didn't have sex with anybody, which is the, John Mayer is disgusting. You were right, Lenny. <laughs> I don't think I can do this. Whoever I'm, whichever one I'm with, I think she's the one. How do you choose between Lee Marvin and Derek Jeter? On looks, Lee Marvin. Preach, Liz. <laughs> I feel like I'm being pulled apart and I need your help. Today I'm going to the boat show with Nancy. Tonight my birthday dinner with Avery. I hate the idea of Nancy having dinner all alone at the hotel, so I told her that you wanted to take her out. Jesus. No, I have singles wine and cheese tonight. Well, then take, take Nancy with you. This whole thing is unfair. You're juggling two beautiful women while I have to pay to have kickballs whipped at me. This is gender inequity out the yang. This has nothing to do with a slight difference in our genders. <laughs> Yeah, it does. The older you get, the more distinguished you are. Meanwhile, I'm reading a book called Hiding Your Arms, Hiding Your Anger, Dating Over 35. <laughs> so I looked up actual books for people dating over 35, and I came up with these three actual book titles. What Got You Here Won't Get You There. <laughs> Buy Yourself the Fucking Lilies. Oh, God. And How to Not Die Alone. Oh, my God. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, my God. It's real. Yeah, you're married. Shut up. <laughs> yeah, I'm a shut up. You're married. So Jack says, Lemon, I'm successfully romantic. I'm successful romantically because I'm confident, open, and positive. You are negative, pessimistic, and in danger of becoming permanently sour. Is this you asking me for a favor? <laughs> Fair play, Liz. I know. That was so fucking good. <laughs> Look, if I don't handle the situation right, I'm going to lose both of these women. And even worse, they're both going to lose me. Appropriately, Liz rolls her eyes so hard they do not eject from her face, but they do get stuck. So Jack has to. Hilarious. Clap. So Tufer comes back. Or no, that's the name no, of this. No, he's not Sorry. yet. Spoiler. It's the name of this uh, segment. So they're like, I can't believe Tufer quit. Oh, it's Pete. Do you have any idea how much paperwork <laughs> I have to fill out because of this? He left with his ID. Tracy, Tracy, Trey, buddy, will you call Tufer and tell him, talk some sense into him? And this is about to be my favorite line. <laughs> oh, yeah. Just ask the black guy because we all know each other, Pete. Pete, could you tell a... <laughs> Wait, let me do it again because it's so good. Oh, yeah. Just ask the black guy because we all know each other. Pete, could you tell a bald eagle to stop staring at me at zoos? <laughs> my favorite Tracy line is coming up in just a second. <laughs> so good. He's like, you know, I've been wanting to say this for a few seconds now. Those workplaces <laughs> become a hotbed of old school racism. Pete's like, come on, Trey, no one here is racist. This is my favorite. Oh, yeah? How come I'm always forced to play ridiculous characters do not enunciate well? <laughs> so Frank chimes in with, uh, so what? Look at Italians. We're always portrayed as either Goombas or Guidos, like in that show, Father God. <laughs> Listen to our companion podcast for more. 
We don't care because we're successful members of society. So maybe your problem is that you're finally being treated like everyone else. Nah, you can't play it off. But I know you're secretly mad because we finally have a back black Disney princess. And Jenna is every white person on Facebook. You know, there actually hasn't been a white princess since 1991. And Pete, without missing a beat, is like, Tiana, Mulan, Pocahontas, Jasmine, wow, she's right. There are little blonde girls in this country who have no idea they can be beautiful. That's why I started Jenna's Kids, not quite as good as Jenna slash side. It's a summer camp that teaches pretty blonde girls how to be mean. You call Tufer and beg him to come back. This is like, absolutely not. Of course not. The Aryan hates and fears the African man. So we are, as we so clearly saw in Blade movies. <coughs> Wesley, Wesley Snipes. Yeah, have you seen the Blade movies? I have. Vampires, right? Yes. And a hot, hot Stephen Dorff. He is hot. But remember, Wesley, Wesley Snipes was Michael Sheen's character's name. I do remember that. So it's, you got to go next level. Got to go to the next ring of the tree. I'm on the next level. Ooh, Chukaladuna on the next Espa, K-pop. Okay, whatever. Not appreciated in my own time. So Liz is like, what? No, I didn't want Tuber to quit, but I respect his decision as a woman in this business. Shut up, Liz. Says Jenna, interestingly. <laughs> and in this world, I would never, I have never received special treatment at work or in love. So why should anyone else? Oh, Liz. Ugh. I paid off my student loans, so why can't everyone else pay off theirs? As a person who has paid off their student loans and also doesn't have a degree, cancel student debt. That's I all. don't have any student debt, and I still say cancel it. Hey. Hey. So, Avery, uh, they're at dinner. And she's like, I love coming here. You know, this is one of the only restaurants in America with a veal tank. Boo. It just tastes better when you pick your own. Ah, it's devastating. So I believe I've told you many times that I used to work at Mitchell's Fish Market, which was conveniently located across from the Newport Aquarium. So everyone would go look at fish and then come over and eat it, which is fucking disgusting. And then we had a lobster tank, and I would say, uh, they go, should I get the lobster? I'm like, well, do you feel like um, performing an autopsy before you eat? (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) And they would just look at me and they'd be like, I'll have it. I'm like, I thought so. (laughs) And then it would come out and they'd be like, can you um, take it out of the shell for me? I'm like, I absolutely cannot. (laughs) I will not do that for you. I already asked you if you wanted to perform an autopsy and you said yes. So go to work. Bon appetit. Anyway, so Avery's like, you know, Jack, I think I know the real reason you were acting weird. But doing the red carpet with me. Okay. You're self-conscious about our age difference, and you thought you'd look old standing next to me. I see you're very perceptive. I get why it's on your mind. What with your birthday and my amazing skin? Wow, is this Avery or me? And sure, (laughs) people in this restaurant might think you're my dad. Or that you're my prostitute. But what does it matter? Uh, Maybe it does matter. I mean, yeah, if I'd met you 20 years ago, well, not you, because you would have been 16, which is, uh, of course, wrong. Uh, I'm just saying... Are we kidding ourselves with this? I'm 51. Do you even know who Lee Marvin is? The sportscaster who bites ladies. Who cares? Then again, if I were with someone my own age, I'd miss out on a lot of things I want. I'd never have a family. He is spiraling. Jack, relax. End of episode. We've only been together a month. (laughs) We don't need to worry about that stuff now, especially not on your birthday. Are these the cufflinks? Reagan was buried in. Yeah, she got him a gift that... Honestly, blows the saltwater taffy out of the water. Don't ask me how I got them, but I do know the access code to his pyramid. Desecrating Reagan's corpse? Ah, into a girl, born in the game. Yeah, there is some, like, 
Onion article that was about Reagan's pyramid that was like a urban myth but might possibly be true. I gave up a couple clicks in, but <laughs> it exists if you want to look. He's like, oh, Avery, this is too much. No, it's perfect. Someday you'll be as great a man as he was. I do like jelly beans. <laughs> <laughs> so now we're at the wine and laugh. cheese event. Look at me. I'm at a singles event in New York City. La-di-da. System Monopoly. I mean, sure, it's a little bright in here, and they could have rescheduled that youth karate class. So we're in, like, the yes, YMCA auditorium, and we got these kids just, like, fighting in the back. But this is fun, and she seems to mean it, Nancy. Liz is like, no, come on, it's pathetic. Why am I doing this? Because you're living life. Hey, how are you doing? Did you see Avatar? This, like, hot dude shows up and is like, yeah, that new 3D is amazing. Yeah, I don't know. I found myself rooting for our boys in uniform, not those blue hippies. But full disclosure, I had a couple of drinks prior to. You know, Liz? Yeah, I thought that marine robot thing. Those weren't marines. Some of them were former marines, but they were mercenaries working for a space mining company. (laughs) Okay, bye, says the guy. What are you doing? That is one of my favorite parts. I was warming him up for you, and you started talking about space mining. What, you just want to sit around and be wrong? (laughs) (laughs) Come on, Liz. Every man in this room is single. Who do you want to meet? Nobody. I mean, that guy's a beard. Who knows what's under there? It is fair. Beards are man makeup. Men can also wear makeup. They do in K-pop. Tattoo guy. Too promiscuous. T-shirt tucked into jeans. Oh, that guy just looks like he'd be mean to me. (laughs) God, Liz, you're so negative. Well, now you sound like Jack. Okay, so what are you even doing here? Hey, I'm no relationship expert. The last time I used birth control device, it was the 70s, and it looked like a soap on a rope. Catholicism. But every time you say you don't want what you don't want, you sound like a cranky cow, and you're not that. You're smart and you're fun. So stop talking about what you don't want and stop figuring out what you do want, and then go get it. I almost had it there till the end. You did amazing. Jenna's trying to please her dad. I mean, Jerem. Jerem, look how drunk I am and how full of cheese my mouth why is this the only episode that I like, Jenna? But I do. Jerem, look how drunk I am. Oh, my gosh. That's not that much cheese. And he turns away Jerem, from her. I know. What a dick. Okay, so we're back at the dodgeball thing. Liz is eye to eye at the front line. I don't know what it's called in dodgeball. I don't do sports that good. And the dude's like, no, no, don't. In perfect English, without any semblance of an accent. We'll come back to that in about 30 seconds. And Liz is like, no, here's what I want. Julie, take it away. I feel like this is a monologue meant for you. Is it? Sure. Is that rude? Should I be offended? I did the Nancy Donovan. It's your turn. No, it's okay. I don't want to hurt you. But I'll tell you what I do want. (laughs) I want someone who will be monogamous and nice to his mother. And I want someone who likes musicals, but knows to just shut his mouth when I'm watching Lost. And I want someone who thinks that being really into cars is lame and strip clubs are gross. I want someone who will actually empty the dishwasher instead of just taking out forks as needed, like I do. Me too, Liz. I want someone with clean hands and feet and beefy forearms like a damn Disney prince. And I want him to genuinely like me, even when I'm old. And that's what I want. You make much English. This is fun alcoholics meeting. (laughs) I roll number seven. So Pete's like, uh, well, 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 never got a hand up. Is that right, Liz Lemon? He's brandishing a file looking like a very proud bald eagle. (laughs) What? Come on, Pete. I'm not in a good mood. Or I am in a good mood. Don't ruin it. And it's over. While trying to find Cooper's (laughs) dental records and personnel down on the basement. Why did he need his dental records? I don't know. 
Did he kill him? I don't know. It's two for a dad. Nope. I pulled your file. Elizabeth, I don't know how to pronounce your middle name, Lemon, you attended the University She's like of Maryland Sven, yeah. <laughs> on a partial competitive jazz dance scholarship. Flashback, a 80s Liz has got a curl, tight little perm, short hair, looking like Dorothy Hamill, but grosser, doing a competitive jazz dance. A. So? So NCAA competitive, NCCA competitive jazz dance was created as part of Title IX. You were able to pay for college because of a program that favored women. Favored women to correct an imbalance. There's more. You were only hired by Second City because they needed someone who could remember to feed the theater cat. Oh, no. Otis. <laughs> and you're going to hate this one. The only reason NBC picked up the girly show is because of the flack they got from women's groups after airing the action drama Bitch Hunter. Will Ferrell appears. He's got a rifle and looks like Dog the Bounty Hunter. He kicks down the doors of a women's restroom and says, Happy birthday, bitches. And guess what? Opens fire. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm no better than Twofer or Lutz with his BS Inuit ancestry. Or you, whose dad was in the Masons with Dave Garraway. I shouldn't be here. So I looked up Dave Garraway, and he was like a, a TV person, and he had depression, and he was in the military. But he's nobody I know anything about. Inside jokes. Yeah. Well, Pete's like, this is America. None of us are supposed to truth. be here. Truth bomb. Truth bomb, 100%. Yeah. And then Liz, speaking a truth bomb of her own, says, I need, I need to dance this out. <laughs> she jazz hands in front of her faces. She drags away. <laughs> so good. So back in Jack's office now, and Liz point blank is like, Jack, would TGF have gotten on TV if I was a dude? No, I was affirmative action. <laughs> Why do you think your checks aren't the same color as Howie Mandel's? <laughs> and so Jack is holding out two amazing gifts from two amazing women. Each gift symbolic of a woman who gave it to you. One, the past, a connection to home, and the man you were. The other, the future, the promise. Uh, yes, Lemon, I get it. I can't let this go on any longer. I choose Avery, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, are you sure it's not just because you saw Avery last? No, what? Well, kombucha meme. Well, well. <laughs> Nancy Donovan walks in. Hey, Liz, how did it go with the dodgeball? Did you let one in? Into your heart, I mean. Oh, God. <laughs> it actually, actually went okay. I'm sorry you and I couldn't get together last night. Yeah, me too, but now I've got to run. But what do you say I come back in a couple weeks? I cook you a pot roast. We drink too much wine and see how it goes. That that sounds amazing. Thank you. I knew I was going to do it as terrible as possible because I knew you had to say it. that sounds amazing. So Avery's on the screen now and says the following. We'll be keeping an eye on the story as it develops, but it's clearly a conflict of interest. And at the risk of editorializing, I'm personally outraged. So Jack is hugging... Nancy Donovan and Liz is like uh, Avery's on the TV and Jack's like what What do you want me to do and then Avery says the thing and then she passes out and he's like love it <laughs> <laughs> so then we're in the outro whatever we call this they're like what the Frank's Audi. like what are you doing here yes two for his uh, back Liz has invited me back as a budgeted employee apparently I'm the only one among us who can spell welcome back James hang on who's James as a condition of my reemployment, I've requested that I no longer be called Twofer. Great. New nickname suggestions. Go. Victoria Q. Nerdballs. <laughs> Kanye East. Super Virgin. Splock, short for Black Spock. Threefer, because you're also gay. Okay, fine. Twofer. I'll go back to Twofer. Welcome back. Hey. 
I do love when they give out nicknames. There's one other time when Jenna's like something and they just start yelling at her. <laughs> I don't remember what it is, but those are so fun. Good one. This was a really great episode. Oh my God. But your, we'll see, I guess. Your Boston accent was overwhelming. <laughs> the trick is to just keep getting louder. <laughs> you did that for that. sure. <laughs> Let's head into the chat with Nancy Donovan and uh, put up your scores. All right. As you know, gemstones, we rank these out of 100 gemstones. Why? Because I said so. According and typically if they're says, over 90, that means it's something you would rewatch on a regular. I lost it again. Mr. Monopoly, Nancy Donovan. <laughs> I'm ready when you guys are. Tell me when you're ready to press the button. Now. Nick and right. I tied with a 93 and Emma the outlier with the 89. <laughs> she will not be rewatching. Love triangle stress According me out. I can't do it. <laughs> That's fair. This was hella stressful. Emma, you I had know to pause what several times. Just to hear Kenneth say, you shut your mouth. Just, you it's, shut your you mouth. Know, it's just a hair below. Like, I won't be mad That's if fair. I end up rewatching it. I'm just not going to seek it out. <laughs> You're not going to violently fair. revolt if you turn on the TV and it happens to be there? No. We're not. Phil, change the channel. <laughs> Next week is Konani. Liz discovers that the TGS staff has been excluding her from their weekly hangouts. And strives to prove that she can be fun. Jack must choose between janitors and the shift time they both want. And Kenneth aids Tracy Jordan in being a good husband. I have no memory of this episode. <laughs> I can't wait to watch it. Well, Konani's one of the janitors. Subas right? is the other one. Okay. Wow. <laughs> Quick. Well, it's a super fun show. It's so good. It's just so well written and so funny. You know, I, I love it. it. <laughs> Hope you guys had some fun listening to this silly episode. I'm definitely going to work on my accents. I think Nick now is it sounds like you've got a cold. I know like, I'm doing it in Boston. It's adorable. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> if you'd like to hear our musings about other things and things that Nick was referencing, you need to check out our other podcast. Takes all over the place. Hey, we also have a pot a Patreon that has extra bonus episodes sometimes, and you can check that out at patreon.slash.yourmom.takespod.com. <laughs> <laughs> Say it, Emma. <laughs> Patreon.com slash takes pod. I hard. can't get that. Or you can just search takes all over the place in Patreon. <laughs> and, you know, just keep the lights on and stuff so I can continue my accent training. And I don't know what Nick is going to do with himself. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I'm probably going to go to therapy because um, this has brought up a lot of triggers for me. Hella stressful. How is stressful? I hope you guys have an amazing week. Thank you so much for joining us. On we'll talk to you soon. Me. Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs> Blurg is a project of Team Takes, a.k.a. Nick Cotter. Julie Sunderland. And Emma Cotter. With the invaluable sound editing help from Phil Cotter. And Frank. <laughs> the awesome toenails on the wood floor from Frank. <laughs> We love you, Frank.